Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studio, it's time for the GNFCC 400 Insider. Connect, build, and grow with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. Good morning, everybody. We still have a number of people calling in, but to be respectful of everybody's time, let's just go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Wellstar Chamber Luncheon Series for June. I'm Alan Najar with CPA, firm called Smith & Howard. It's my pleasure to serve you this year as Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce Board Chairman. also want to thank you for joining this virtual event, bringing your own lunch and paying for your own parking. So we appreciate that very much. We're in cost-saving mode, and that helps immensely. But before we get to today's program, I want to recognize and thank, thank our luncheon series naming sponsor and call on Lindsay Petrini, the Chief Operating Officer at Wellstar North Fulton Hospital. Um, point of privilege, Lindsay did a wonderful job last year serving as our treasurer, and I'm very pleased to report most of you know that Lindsay will be the incoming chairman of the board for 2021. Lindsay, please uh, take the mic. All right. I like that I have my own slide with my name up there. That makes me feel really important, Alan. Um, good afternoon. Uh, good morning. Uh, happy Tuesday. Um, just wanted to take an opportunity to thank everyone on behalf of Wellstar North Fulton Hospital for participating in the luncheon series, um, even if we are doing it from a, a distance. Uh, just to talk, uh, first of all, I want to say uh, congratulations to those that are on for Leadership North Fulton. I was thinking back that I participated in Leadership North Fulton back in 2010 and just wanted to, to give a plug for those that have participated in the past. Um, just to, as you go forward after today, after you graduate, to remember to stay active in the community and also active within the chamber. Um so also just to talk a little bit about um, what's going on with Wellstar, uh, as uh, many different organizations, we are um, keeping things safe and keeping um, our environment in a, in a situation that is um, there for healing, but also respectful of the situation that we are in. Our health parks are open. Our uh, primary care offices are open. Our urgent cares are open. And I tell you that because one of the things that we have noticed here within the pandemic is a little bit of a fear to go see a healthcare provider for, for questioning whether um, it's a safe place to go. And it is a safe place to go. And we have seen such an uptick of people coming in that are so much more sick because they have delayed care. So um, if I can just give an encouragement to go out, seek healthcare services, remember to not delay anything because what you delay when it comes to your health can often be more detrimental to you than just going in to the doctor, being socially distant, wearing a mask and, and doing the right thing. Again, I, I appreciate everybody who has um, attended, whether virtually in person or in person during the past, uh, past year, we at Wellstar are delighted to be a part of this series and delighted to support the chamber. Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much, Lindsay. We appreciate Wellstar's tremendous support for our chamber, and you are certainly a very significant business in North Fulton County, and your leadership and your commitment to our community is very, very much appreciated. And we thank you again for the sponsorship for the 2020 Chamber Luncheon Series. Next, we'll hear a few remarks from today's presenting sponsor. This is the 12th consecutive year that Fraser and Dieter had sponsored our leadership focused event, and I'd like to ask my good friend Roger Lusby, a former chairman of this chamber, 
and the managing partner of the Fraser and Dieter's Alfreda office to give us an update. And I was there 12 years ago and I got a $2 bill from Roger and I still have it. So that's part of my retirement, Roger, please. Thank you so much, Alan. And uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, as Alan said, I'm Roger Lusby and I'm the managing partner of the uh, uh, Alpharetta office for Fraser and Dieter. And this is indeed our 12th consecutive sponsorship of the June luncheon. And before we get started, I, I, I especially wanted to recognize the graduates of North Fulton leadership, uh, including our own. So congratulations, Colette. You know, when Debbie Riles first asked me about uh, our June sponsorship being virtual, I was not really sure that uh, I wanted to do it. I, I was wondering how I could possibly think of something that might be memorable. And so, as Alan said, uh, I thought back to 11 years ago when I first introduced Fraser and Dieter to the North Fulton community. And much like today, then we were in the middle of a financial crisis. And so as a sponsor, rather than giving out Fraser and Dieter pens or Fraser and Dieter fuzzy dice, I decided to give everybody a $2 bill and I asked them to keep it. And I, like Alan, still have my $2 bill from that day. The next year we brought in coach Bill Curry to speak and I asked everybody who had the $2 bill to stand up, and we immediately exchanged that with a brand new $100 bill. The next year, we brought in our biggest speaker ever, and that was Dikembe Mutombo. And what did we do? We gave out big $2 bills. And then maybe my favorite of all time, celebrating our firm's 30th anniversary, uh, we put envelopes on everybody's chair, and they were filled with $1 bills, except that there were five envelopes that had a special $2 bill in it. Those people were called up front, and Fraser and Dieter donated $500 to their favorite North Fulton charity. Following that, we did a lot of crazy things. We did a Fraser and Dieter $2 chocolate candy bar. I think some of you remember when we gave out $2 in Bitcoin. We did $2 in, of two-buck chuck, and we brought in Dan Cathy and gave everybody a $2 bill so that they could spend it at Chick-fil-A. And so today, in the land of Zoom, uh, our firm put together a little video, and uh, we simply call it Virtual Currency. So please, if you will, enjoy this with me. Thank you, Alan, and I'd like to thank some of our creative CPAs there. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Roger. We appreciate Fraser and Dieter's tremendous investment in our chamber and your continued support of this June event. But I also want to personally thank you for all of your creativity and the investments you've made in this chamber and our community. You really do make a difference. And one editorial comment, Fraser and Dieter said CPAs and advisors. I put a big asterisk by advisors. I know a number of my friends and clients that use your firm as advisors, and you guys are as, as good as they come. There is a good reason why you've been among the best of the best in the country for the last number of years that I can't count. So congratulations, and thank you again for all that you do. 
I'd also like to thank our media sponsor, John Ray and Norfolk and Business Radio X for recording our session today. So now on with the program. Today, business means more than just products and services. Your organization needs to stand for something. Branding is what you tell the world. Leadership is how you make it come true. No one knows this dynamic better than our keynote speaker today, Kevin Paul Scott. Companies like Chick-fil-A and Coca-Cola turn to Kevin for advice on how to up the meaningful quotient in their business so that employees and customers alike champion the business as if it were their own. Kevin has built a multiple has built, built multiple businesses with meaning ranging from nonprofits that provide a global platform for people to serve to his current firm, Addo, that actively has programs in more than a thousand markets and 40 states across America. He puts his own principles into practice with Addo being selected as the number one on the best places to work list here in his hometown of Atlanta. Kevin is the author of three books and has consulted with leaders from the Food Marketing Service, excuse me, the Food Marketing Institute, Center State Bank, and our Atlanta Braves. He has spoken before groups on six continents and with leaders from more than 100 countries. Kevin joins us today to talk about looking through a new lens and shifting our perspective on life and leadership. Kevin, thank you for joining us. The microphone is yours. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, I want to say a few things just to kick us off. We are here in our uh, virtual studios at Addo in Atlanta, where we are able to do some of these events. Uh, your two sponsors today are two incredible companies that we are big fans of. So, Frazier and Dieter, we have some good friends on the Arch and Tower team that has joined forces with Frazier and Dieter. So, Love what they do, and we actually have a great opportunity to work with Wellstar. Uh, our team created a video for the Wellstar Leadership Academy last year and are working on some things for the uh, nursing pipeline because there's really a nursing shortage in Georgia. That's felt by Wellstar and a lot of other great medical providers, and so helping kind of with that pipeline early on of talent recruitment. So thanks to Lindsay and what Wellstar does, and a big congratulations to the Leadership North Fulton graduates. I'm just kind of the warm up act. You guys are the main event today, celebrating what you guys did this year. So, all right, I'm not gonna be long. I, I know so many of you have sat in front of a computer looking at a Zoom screen for a lot of your last few months. And in so many ways, what's happened in 2020 has kind of shaken our world. It's, it's changed our perspective. It has made us see things in a different way. Whether it's the COVID crisis, whether it's racial tensions and the opportunity for us to, to learn to see life from a different point of view, our businesses have been upended. Many of you applying for PPP loans and the CARES Act and uh, different grants for small businesses. There's so many things out there that have made us see something differently this year. And we can choose for this to be a, a negative experience, or we can choose for it to be one that's positive and refining for us. When I think about this concept of perspective, I think about going to the uh, eye doctor's office. Okay. How many of you, if I were standing in front of you right now, I'd ask you to raise your hands. How many of you enjoy going to eye doctor? Because there's always a few people who really like that. Maybe there's an optometrist or an ophthalmologist on, uh, the, on the line right now. I 
I like the doctor, the eye doctor better than the dentist. So no not to dentist, but it's a better experience than that. But I don't like the little thing where they dilate your eyes and they do the like the thing that blows into them. It's not my favorite. But hey, we're looking at an eye chart. How many of you remember this? You go sit, you sit, you sit somewhere, they put a chart like this on the wall, they put your chin on this like giant platform, and they have these huge lenses they move down in front of your eyes. And this is what they'll do. They'll have you look at the chart on the wall. They'll have you look through the lenses and they'll say something like this. Is it better or worse? Is it better or worse? So they'll say A or B. You guys know what I'm talking about? The last time I was at the eye doctor, the, the, the doctor said, is it worse or worse? And I said, it's worse. And he said, that's not a word. I'm like, well, you gave me the options. But here's what's crazy is the chart on the wall doesn't change. The chart is staying the same, but the lens with which we look through changes, and so it causes us to see it differently. Uh, some of you may remember this. Have you guys seen this before? Um, you can respond in the chat if you want to, but how many of you, your immediate reaction is you see the younger lady? You see the younger one? You see her? Or how many of you see the older lady first? Okay, I'd love, maybe some of you can't see both. I can't. Know if you saw them or not, but the younger lady, she's here. This is her chin, her nose, her eye, her ears. She's kind of looking backwards. It's her hair. The older lady, big chin. There's her mouth. This is her nose coming down here. Okay, some of you've seen that before. Some of you haven't. This is crazy. I've seen this for a number of years. I never knew the guy who drew this. You know what he called us? He called it my wife and my mother-in-law. This is a true story. Uh, this guy was probably not really popular with his family around the holidays. So probably not his mother of all's favorite. So this is what's interesting, though. We are seeing something. It's the same thing, but we're seeing it differently. And what I have really learned over the last few weeks, especially, as I've been talking to different friends and we're having a conversation in our country about uh, racism, about inclusion, the conversation we're having is that a lot of people come from different perspectives. They see the world in a different way because of their upbringing, because of their circumstances. A lot of people see their business in a different way now. A business that 2020 was going to be their year and it was going to be exciting. And instead, the business is struggling. Other businesses who thought they were going to have a normal year are selling certain supplies where they're taking off and they are seeing things in a whole new way. But the idea of perspective is important because it's how we see the world and how we view things changes how we do things. So the way that we see things changes what we do. I want to give you a story of my perspective and how it was shifted back now it's a long time ago when I was in college. So I went to the University of Georgia. Any uh, Bulldogs fans here? Okay, we've got maybe some Georgia Tech fans in the house, some Auburn, Alabama, Georgia Southern, Kennesaw State, go Owls. That's a great team. Uh, a lot of different football teams represented. All right, my most life-changing event happened inside of the stadium, but it was not at a football game. Hey, let me rewind and give you context. I went to school in Cobb County. Uh, went to the University of Georgia. When I showed up, this is true if you go to any large university, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, North Georgia, UGA, just any big school, there are a million and one things you can get involved with when you show up on a college campus like that. It doesn't matter what your political beliefs are, what your religious beliefs are, what charity, there's a fraternity story. There's just 
if you like the most obscure sport, you can find some intramural team with some people that like your sport and want to play it. So when I showed up here, I had a friend that came up to me and he said, Kevin, you really need to get involved with a charity that helps kids with HIV and AIDS. And for me, that was something I didn't know a lot about. I hadn't had a lot of experiences with. And I said, I, I just don't think that's something that I have a passion for. Maybe I could get involved with a charity for uh, kids with cancer or students with special needs, something that I had had an experience with, something that I could relate to. But my friend is a good salesman. Okay, do you guys know anybody like this? Probably there's somebody in this group right now who people are thinking about. They are just the consummate salesperson. They can talk you into things. And this was that friend. And he told me this. He said, Kevin, there's two big reasons you need to get involved with this charity that helps kids with HIV and AIDS. He said, all right, reason number one is this. He said, the football coaches are involved. At that time, it was Mark Ricks, Hall of Fame coach Vince Dooley had just retired as an athletic director. But they said, if you get involved, you get to hang out with Mark Ricks and Coach Dooley. I like football. I like Coach Ricks and Coach Dooley. That was pretty compelling. So I was pretty sold after that. But then here was the big one he told me. He said, Kevin, there are a thousand UGA students that are involved in this. They volunteer their time. They serve. They help out. A thousand of them. He said, and 80% of them are girls. Sold. Okay. I'm not telling you that my intentions were necessarily pure at that point, but I signed up to help kids with HIV and AIDS so that I could hang out with football coaches and college girls. Um, my wife hates when I tell that story, but it's just honest and true. And here's what I ended up learning. That's why I joined, but I found out that in our state of Georgia, there are more than 12,000 kids affected by HIV and AIDS. A lot of us don't know that. We actually have the second highest rate of pediatric AIDS in the country. State of New York is number one. State of Georgia is number two. And these kids, they come from family backgrounds that are really tough often. For the group we worked with, 90% of these kids came from family incomes of $10,000 or less a year. Okay, I want you to think about it. They've got a disease. It's physical ailment. They have a social stigma. They have poverty on top of it. And the program we did did two big things. They did a mentoring program. think kind of big brothers, big sisters, specifically for kids with HIV and AIDS. And we did one-day special events, which brings me back to this stadium. My favorite event we ever did, we turned this place into a giant movie theater. We brought kids from across the state, from Macon and from Albany and from Savannah and from Augusta. They came in all the Athens on school buses, and they got to be on the field between the hedges watching the Incredibles on the Jumbo Drive. Okay, we thought they were going to be so excited on the field between the hedges. Here's what we learned. Most of them didn't care anything about the movie. They didn't care anything about the stadium. They were excited to hang out with a college student that day, somebody to call a friend. And the little girl that my group worked with, she was six years old, and she was most excited about free Chick-fil-A that was coming at the end of the movie. That's what she talked about. Chick-fil-A is my favorite. I never get to eat it. And so I'm competitive. So when the food got there, we rushed over, got to the first sandwich, went back, sat down at the big G at the 50-yard line, cut the sandwich in half, and she inhaled the first half of it like you have never seen somebody eat a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Then she did something that was surprising to me. She took the other half and she wrapped it back up. And I was confused because this is what she had talked about all day. And I remember saying, don't you want to finish the rest of the sandwich? And I'll never forget what she said. This was 
14 years ago now. Uh, and she said, you know, I really do want to finish it, but I want to save it for my grandmother at home who never gets to have Chick-fil-A either. See, 50% of the kids there that day had lost one parent to HIV and AIDS. This, old, this little girl had lost both. She lived at home with her grandmother. No knocks any professors at UGA, but I learned more about leadership from that six-year-old girl than I ever learned in a classroom. See, she understood that real leadership is servant leadership. And servant leadership, there's a lot of definitions, but I just say it this way. How do you take the resources you have and leverage them to help other people? How do you take the resources you have and leverage them to help other people? That day, that moment changed my perspective. It actually changed the trajectory of the rest of my life. And here's what I want you to get. The, the season we're going through, this opportunity, the conversation we're having next, like the crisis in our business, it may just be the catalyst to change your perspective that might just change the rest of your life. Maybe something that happens through this, this chamber of commerce is something that is changing your perspective. See, perspective is the only thing in the world that can radically transform the results we get without altering a single element of our environment. Think about this. It's one of the reasons you go through a program like Leadership North Pole. I want you to think about that. Because when you go through the program, you may go back into your same job, the same coworkers, the same budget, the same profit and losses. All of those things don't change, but when your perspective changes, you attack that job, you, you enter your role with a whole new mindset. And when you can change your perspective, you can change your world, even if the environment around you hasn't changed. So here's what I want to talk about. I, uh, I'll do this real quick. Some of you need a formula. So a change in perspective leads to a change in action that equals a change in results. You got it? Change in perspective, how we do things, changes how we do things. It leads to that. And if we change how we do things, it changes our results. So simply changing our perspective can change the results we get. I want to talk about changing your perspective on three things. Be really quick. These are about changing our perspective on people, changing our perspective on priority, and changing our perspective on progress. I'm going to talk fast. You listen fast. You take notes. This is really good for you right here. Changing your perspective on people been a lot of conversations of the last couple of weeks about race and about police officers. And it has reminded me of a conversation that I had with a police officer almost two years ago now in inner city Atlanta. He's a police officer that works around the 303-14 zip code, the area around Mercedes-Benz Stadium. This was a couple of years ago, and I remember making a statement to him. I said, man, I bet sometimes you deal with some rough people. And I remember after I said that, regretting what I said. And I love this police officer's response. Here's what he said to me. He said, Kevin, you know, most of the time I deal with good people on their worst days. Did you get that? Most of the time I deal with good people on their worst days. You see, he had this perspective of the people. He's dealing with good people who are maybe having a challenging day. He understood what Zig Ziglar used to say, which is the way you see people is the way you treat them. I want you to think about that in your work context. How many people, we can talk about this from a diversity perspective, but we can also talk about this from a perspective of the person on your team that you think is just lazy, the person that doesn't care, the person that um, is chronic, is always going to be negative. What happens is we begin to see people through a, through a certain lens, we put them in a box, and then they never have an opportunity to get out. Maybe one of the things you can go do different now is choose to use this time to see people in a different way. 
I'm not talking about some Pollyanna, let's just pretend everybody's nice and great all the time. What I'm saying is, can we consciously decide to shift our perspective by learning and listening so that we can see people in a different way and treat them differently? And we'll treat them differently. That's what we do. It's amazing how we often get different results. So changing our perspective on people. Okay, then we got to change our perspective on priority. This priority is really important because priority for us is it's about what we're focused on. So think about this with me for just a minute. How many of you make a to-do list when you're when you are gonna attack your day? You got a pen and paper and you tackle the things you're gonna do. Okay, make a to-do list. How many of you are like me? And sometimes you write down really easy things on that list so you get the sense of satisfaction crossing them off. Anybody? I mean, sometimes I'm like, all right, put on my clothes. Yep, it's going to be a good day because I want that motivation. I want that sense of satisfaction. I've migrated. Now a lot of times I use my cell phone. And I write a list of uh, things I need to do in the notes app. And I do a lot of them, but I didn't end up doing the most important. Anybody do that? 12 things I need to do today. I've done nine of them. I feel pretty good, but something gets moved to the next day. And then the next day, and then the next day. This changed my perspective a couple of years ago when I read a book called Essentialism by Greg McEwen. Here's what he said, author out of the UK. He said, the word priority came into the English language in the 1400s, and it was singular. It meant the very first or prior thing. Priority, singular, the first thing. And it's, he said it stayed singular for the next 500 years. I love this. He said only in the 1900s did we pluralize the term and start talking about priorities. And this is what he said. He said, illogically, we reason that by changing the word, we can bend reality. Here's another perspective shift we need to have. It's not enough to say, these are my three priorities. These are my 10 priorities. As a leader, we must do the hard work to prioritize our priorities. See, we encounter so many organizations we work with that are great. Groups like we do a program called Chick-fil-A Leader Academy, the Baltimore Ravens. We do a leadership institute for them. We do a training for a program called Center State. We do internal and external trainings, and they all have a lot of priorities, but a lot of times they haven't put them in the right way because they're focused on their purpose. They keep adding to this list. I like to say it this way. Purpose is great because purpose tells us what we should do. It tells us what to add. Purpose shows us when to say yes, but priority reveals when to say no. Priority is how we say it's not that that's not important. It's just not the most important right now. So changing our perspective on priority, changing our perspective on people. I want to give you one more, just real quick. I know we're not together today. Three opportunities. If, if this is interesting to you, I sent out a blog. It came out this morning. It comes out every Tuesday. You can go to KevinPaulScott.com and get that. The book that I'm talking about right now is called The Lens. There's nine of these shifts in perspective. If you guys want to... Uh, get that, but then we just launched a couple weeks ago in the midst of COVID a new course where people can go through this content on their own. Teams can be able to attack this. There's individual workbooks and videos. So if you're interested in any of that, you can go to our website, addo.biz or kevinpaulscott.com. All right, I want you to get this last piece. This is really important. Okay, hold with me. Changing our perspective on progress. See, a lot of times we're making positive change, but it's still frustrating. A number of years ago, I asked somebody, what's a good leadership book to read? And they told me to read the book of Proverbs. Just go through it every day of the month, read that chapter. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll try that. And one of these that I read was Proverbs 14.4. Now, I don't know where you guys are from. I'm from 
Metro Atlanta. So if you're from here, you may be more like me in this boat. This verse said, where there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. Okay? I grew up in Metro Atlanta. Didn't really mean a lot to me. But I married a girl from South Georgia. She was in the FFA in high school. She still has the jacket to prove it. And when I spent time with her family on her farm, now I began to see this proverb through a new light. I want you to get this. This is painting the picture of two farms. On one hand, there's this farm over here where there are no oxen, and so the manger is clean. Here's a translation for those of you that are from Metro Atlanta. No animals, manger barn is clean. It means there's no crap to be cleaned up. That's not in that version, but that's what it means. This farm, no animals, no crap. But on this other farm over here, it says abundant crops come by the strength of the ox. One farm, no animals, no crap. The other farm, there's animals and there's abundant crops, but there's some side effects that come with that progress, which means on that farm, somebody's got to grab a shovel and clean up some crap. Here's the thought I want to leave you with. As you think about changing your perspective on progress in the season, which farm do you want to be on? Because on the surface, this farm sounds good. No animals, no crap, no mess, but this farm isn't doing what that farm is designed to do. If your business, if your organization is dealing with some crap right now, that's a great opportunity because it means you're still in business. It means it's time to grab a shovel, to deal with the crap, and to view it through the right perspective to say, this crap is a side effect of growth that's happening in my company. And by the way, I don't know a whole lot about a farm, but I know that crap in one season, on a real farm, that's used as a catalyst for growth in the next season. Here's what I want you to think about. Maybe, just maybe, if we have the right perspective, the challenge you're going through now, the, the circumstance, the situation, the thing that is rocking your world, it may just be the learning experience. It's going to be a catalyst for a whole new level of growth in your future, for your business, for your family, and what's next for you as a leader. I hope you'll change your perspective on people, the way you see them, the way you treat them on priority, putting your priorities in order, and changing your perspective on progress, understanding that there's even some side effects of some mess we have to deal with. When we see it differently, we'll do it differently, and our results will be different. Thank you guys so much for paying such great attention, and I cannot wait to see these Leadership North Fulton graduates honored. Thanks for letting me be a part of your special day. Thank you so much, Kevin, for being with us today and for your very timely and encouraging remarks. You are a credit to the Atlanta area, and you are certainly a credit to the University of Georgia. Go dogs! Now it's my privilege to begin the graduation ceremonies for the Leadership North Fulton class of 2020. I'd like to turn the program over to our 2020 Leadership North Fulton co-chairs, Joe Hutto with Gwinnett Technical College and Felton Anderson of the Southern Company to begin the recognition of our graduates. Joe and Felt, the floor is yours. Thank you so much. Um, we are happy to be here today with all of you. Um, <clears throat> this year's class was so much fun to work with. Um, on behalf of Felton and I, we wanna thank you all for spending time with us. Uh, throughout your class days, you truly represent the best of North Fulton and we had the privilege and honor of working beside you to impact our community through your projects and through our program. We hope that you gained as much as we did as co-chairs during our time together. Um, speaking of being the best, uh, we have asked a representative from this class year to deliver remarks on behalf of the entire class of 2020. 
So it is my pleasure to introduce Misty Fernandez with Georgia Power for, the, for her delivering remarks. Hi, good afternoon, everyone. Well, first of all, I want to say what an honor it is to be speaking on behalf of the Leadership North Bolton class for 2020. I dare say that we might be the best class that's come through the leadership program. That's an assumption on my part, but one that I would defend. Um, we could not have done it without Joe and without Felton adding the spice and the spunk that they did throughout this year. Um, and I will tell you that I'm so grateful for the experiences and the relationships that I built. Um, I'm an area manager with Georgia Power Company, and I'm new in this role and new to the community. And so as being new to the North Fulton area, both in my role and both bringing my family to North Fulton, um, there was just a lot. There was a big you know, learning curve and an uphill, um, a big hill to climb in order to get us integrated and acclimated in the community. And there is no way we could have done it and have done it so well in our very first year, because I just celebrated one year in this role uh, without the, the F program. And so as I, I was spending this weekend kind of reflecting on some tangible examples that I might share with you on takeaways and things that helped me in my first year, but I think helped several of us that went through the program. Um, and, and like I said earlier, one of the things that I do in my role is make things happen, right? And so there were several learning sessions that we went through this year that were just phenomenal and really helped us, Kevin Scott, to your point, change our perspective on what we see as priorities in the community and where we needed to leverage our resources and engage to help make progress. Um, I remember one in particular with our Georgia Powers engagement with the Chairman's Circle and then also through the Leadership North Fulton Program and our Education and Workforce Development Day, we had the opportunity to meet several members of the Fulton County Board of Education, and we had the opportunity to meet Dr. Looney. Um, fast forward a couple of months later, and we're in a global pandemic, and we at Georgia Power are getting ready for some fierce storms that are pounding the southeast region of the United States and trying to figure out where we're going to put several dozen bucket trucks and trailers in the metro Atlanta area so that we could respond quickly while everyone is working from home. Um, and within just one phone call, right, we had uh, exactly what we needed and were able to get straight through to Fulton County Education and, and get those staging areas set up around Metro Atlanta. Um, and that would not have been possible had it not been for the support, for the access, for the influence of the chamber and this program that really opened those doors and helped us immediately when we needed that, when we needed to make it happen. Um, when I think about community impact and I think about all the projects that our team has, our Leadership North Fulton team has worked on this year, you know, I'm a little biased towards the dream team. So shout out to our own fellow dream team. Um, and I think about Councilman Jason Binder and how he brought us together and really lit a fire under us to get us excited and understand what the needs were in North Fulton, especially when it comes to addressing poverty. Um, so one of my favorite takeaways from this program is what we did as a, as a collective, not just the dream team, but as a collective to dedicate our time and our talents and resources to really helping to lift and elevate um, several areas of our communities that still have much work to do, but we have dedicated ourselves to it and I couldn't be prouder of the work that's been done. Um, and lastly, I want to also give a special shout out to a friend, Pavel Troque, who, um, as I reflect back on a, at a personal note, what it meant to feel welcomed and part of a diverse and inclusive community here, specifically in Roswell. Um, Pavel is a local hometown hero who organized for the very first time a cultural celebration called Dia de los Muertos in November, working with several key um, leaders and, and organizations in the state to bring that together for the first time here locally in Roswell. And it made such a big difference for me and my family and how, how welcomed um, and how much of a part that we felt of the community. 
So those are just a few reflections of some of the things that, that I took away. But again, I want to I want to just send a special, most heartfelt thank you to Callie, Stacy, Rachel, the entire uh, Greater North Fulton team, to Joe and to Felton, who spent so much time and effort into making sure that we were getting the most out of this program. It was an incredible experience, one that I would highly recommend for every leader in North Fulton. And, um, and, and I'm just grateful to be part of the North Fulton family. Thank you, Misty. Um, we appreciate your comments and they are well received. Uh, although COVID-19 has prevented us from honoring our graduates uh, in person today, we did want to still recognize them each individually. Um, we will deliver their graduation awards at a later date. Uh, so if you will join Felton and I in congratulating the following graduates as their name pops up on the screen, I will give them a shout out. We have Kimberly Allred. Uh, for with Roswell Inc. Don Barber with AT&T of Georgia. Jason Binder with the city of Roswell. Tanya Bird with Wellstar Health Systems. Jasmine Cockfield with Reen Manufacturing Company. Linda Coyle with LGE Community Credit Union. Misty Fernandez with Georgia Power Company. Kyle Fox with Fraser and Deer. Mike Fuller with State Farm. Alex Gerbach with the Greater North Fulton Chamber. Karen Gottamy with Wellstar North Fulton. Brenda Hall with the Cottage School. Kay Howell with Patsy's Closet Foundation. Uh, my favorite student and wife, Stacy Hutto with Troy University. Victor Jones with State Farm Insurance. Gloria Matti with Nothing But Cakes. Darwin Newton with Siemens. Frank O'Brien with Iberia Bank. Julie Palladino with Blase Accounting and Bookkeeping. Robin Rotunda. Garrett Rowland with Renaissance Bank. Ann Simpson with Odyssey Personal Financial Advisors. Fabelle Trosh with City of Roswell. Darlene Turk with North Fulton Community Charities. Andrew Walker with Brady Ware and Company. And Andy Williams with Visit Roswell. If you will join me in virtually congratulating all of our participants for this year, um, we appreciate you being part of an amazing, amazing class. At this time, I would like for um, my co-chair, Felton Anderson, to have a remark. Congratulations, graduates. I would like to thank each of the companies that supported this year's class through their investments in these wonderful individuals. 
I want to say to Mr. Scott, I did go get my eyes checked. And the eye doctor said the future is so bright of the class of 2020 that they're going to need to wear shades. So now I'd like to turn the program over to the GNFCC president, Kelly Boatwright, for our closing remarks. Thank you so much, Felton, and <laughs> wonderful to see you. I, I want to thank both Felton and Joe for being such great co-chairs this year. Oh, Felton, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Sorry, guys. I want to thank both of you guys. I appreciate very much all that you've done for this class. And I know we are all so excited to uh, have this successful year um, come to such a, a great conclusion with the graduation. I am very proud myself to be a graduate of the class of 2019. And so I would strongly encourage anyone who has not experienced the program to sign up now. Um, applications for the class of 2021 are still being accepted. You can download that application at gnfcc.com and then email it to our new LNF program coordinator, um, Rachel Dangerfield. And Rachel, great job. Poor girl's only three months in on a new job and in the middle of all this hasn't gotten to meet this class in person, but we know that we'll be able to do that soon. I'd like to also thank our keynote speaker, Kevin Scott, and our sponsors, of course, Wellstar North Fulton Hospital and Frazier and Dieter. Uh, Frazier and Dieter has been a 12-year sponsor here. And as we said, it's just such a great opportunity um, to bring this group together and to have this opportunity to focus on leadership. So I want to thank Roger and his team for supporting us. I also want to thank John Ray and North Fulton Business Radio X for being our media sponsor today. And of course, I especially want to thank each of you for being with us virtually. I hope you will mark your calendars and plan to join us in July as we move toward our first in-person event, the Georgia Power Business After Hours on July 16th at Chattahoochee Nature Center. Our weekly pro-alliance events will remain virtual through the end of July, and we are also going to keep our next Wellstar monthly luncheon virtual um, on July 28th when the chamber will welcome Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan as our keynote speaker in our legislative wrap-up. I want to wish all of you a very happy and safe 4th of July holiday. Thank our sponsors again, and most importantly, congratulations to our class of 2020 Leadership North Fulton. Everyone have a great holiday, be safe, and we'll see you soon.